I said settle down. That's better. Barley boys, get to it. Welcome to Sleeper Island News. We are your host. I am Liliana. And I'm Blix the Log Goblin. We're going to give you the news from the adventure logs from the last two weeks so you illiterate pink meat sacks don't get killed out there. Blix, word choices. What? <clears throat> Anywho. Now it's time for logs. Boris, bring me the logs. Uh, get in logs. Get in logs. Uh, here. <coughs> Very good boy, boys. Now off you get. Let's see. Our first story tonight is... It was brought to us by Emre Duskrin. After talking to a rival hysterical mother who done lost her little boy, her and her party went to try to tack down this baby, and the mother said it was like any other day. She even gave her little boy a fairy tale book about heroes the night before. But her boy went out to play and did not come back. And like a fairy tale, those intrepid adventurers followed the breadcrumbs. Unfortunately, those breadcrumbs were stale. There were witches, wolves, and disappearing babies. Oh my! And if you ever heard a story about that man, what was it? Starts with a girl and ends with an mm. This unfortunately ends in a forbidden manner. More doors opened, but no answers and no child. Sad, sad, sad. What do you have for me, Blixie? Hmm. Uza has written that he and a group of adventurers connected back with Ureg the Orc. They found themselves entering a volcano out west. To get there, local druid Tar used hallucinogens to convince the party that they were birds and they could fly. This is why you don't take drugs from odd men who hang out in the woods. Unless you were really, really bored. <laughs> Residents of the volcano seemed heated at the uninvited intrusion and attempted to defend their home. In their wake, a fire giant and its pet firebird were found slain. Of interesting note, they procured a giant ring of elemental fire command from their breaking and entering attempt and quickly fenced it with Yurig. See, kids, crime can pay handsomely. Well, oh my, that was certainly something. Yeah, kids, don't do drugs unless you're paid. All right, and my next door I have is a real mover and shaker. And as he writes that he and his party investigate into some fissures on the west side of the bridge near Port Morandia and hopes to get rid of the source of recent earthquakes. Oh my god, you know, I almost lost my great nana's porcelain pooch from my room shelf. Poor little gog, those quakes would have left Magog all alone. So Andy's here says they had found some black druids who have been scattered around these caves out west, but were working against the Fae of Phantasmagoria. After moving around like little moles, they were able to find a giant catfish, which according to them was the source of the quakes. After making it really, how do you say, swim with the fishes, they met some guy, Oakmesh, the leader of the Fae, which confirmed that the catfish was indeed the source of the earthquakes. Well, I have had fried catfish before, but never have it rocked my world before. Well, maybe, except at one time at Cousin Kenny's cookout. You ever hear of Cajun Spice before? <sighs> my goodness. Who's this Cajun guy, and why is he out selling spices? Whatever. Here we have multiple accounts of a party heading northwest to build the long-awaited Tarnation outpost. Why the strange old druid is paying so well to lure people into the forest, we may never know. What we do know is that this particular group all claim to have met a pegasus. 
It supposedly swooped down to bask in their adulation and gobble up some good berries before flying off to the northeast. I think this proves that the HP everyone talks about when discussing good berries refers to horsepower. Regardless, I find the whole tale mega sus. When they finally made it to the site and began construction, the whole forest rose up against them. They all rolled to multiple trees, bushes, and even a troll coming forth to stop their activities. Ultimately, our party came out on top, but not before the trees threw a lot of shade and retreated for rest. Not to be outdone. During the night, the ground itself lodged Noe's complaint in the form of three purple worms and an earth ganasi named Golgar. They all came bursting from the dirt as a reminder that nowhere is safe and that we're all on burrowed time. <laughs> oh my goodness, Bliggs. The words you say. Anyway, let's see. The story I have next was a stout read. Valorian writes this one. He says, We meet with Dwarf Construction Team and Ruined Oak. Our objective was to guide them as they finish the base camp defenses while keeping the monsters in this fabled Fort Citadel at bay. Well, folks, you know what they say. Whatever could go wrong, will. After going through a portal to get to the fabled Forge Citadel, they had a lovely campfire. I wonder if they had s'mores and stories about their first loves. Oh, sorry, I digress. The stories that were told were probably not as interesting, but the dwarves did give them a good safety 101 for the fort. They warned not to fly above the structure some 40 feet off the ground or they would be, and I quote, smoked like the gods by the ancient defenses and that apparently attempts at teleporting inside the place was an instant death sentence. Well, considering you were shot from the sky, I don't imagine teleporting in with magic would be any safer. Turns out, actually, they didn't need to worry, as all the party did was beat back some giant worms, like you had mentioned, Blixie. Ugh, gross. But no casualties this time. I wonder what they will find when they try to go out again, though. You never know. No casualties? That's hardly news. How about this? Lost adventurers wandered into a primal bear and had their shadows turn against them. Their lack of self-awareness is almost adorable at this point. The report says that they left one of their members to deal with the shadows, while the others wrestled with the bear. It sounds a bit mean-spirited, but I'm here for that type of action. It goes on to talk about how this same guy, Nahil, was a key negotiator in not one, but two social situations that could have easily resulted in bloodshed. Both times, fighting was avoided, marking him as a potent figurehead. The report ends by detailing the discovery of an Altus temple with a manuscript within. Hence of a mountain fortress were explored and confirmed, though the party returned to town before venturing too deep. I assume that another expedition will be mounted to kill whatever group or faction controls the mountain fortress for the heinous crime of minding their own business. Goodness heavens! Nahil, Nahil, why do I remember that name and why does it leave me with a deep sense of resentment and cheap, cheap tips? Anywho, I have this new story that I had a lot of people writing about. One by Bloom and Cedric and Shalith. I think I got that right. I've been practicing my s They were doing this whole working on the railroad thing, but it was a dirt road. So they were working on a dirt road kind of thing. Overall, it looks like it was a mission accomplished. Part of the road was finished thanks to their garden efforts of the working crew. And they did meet some people of import though. A tribal chieftain, Brachus, in his tribe of Lependi. A group of barbarians led by a druid of the people, 
known as the Yores tribe. Yores. I'd almost be naughty if it wasn't an actual proper word. Oh, and a little nugget of warning. Apparently, there is a lizard folk tribe to the north and the Yanti kingdom of Maher, and a very large and very dangerous reptile named the Tyrant King that lives in that area. Yikes. I've seen pictures of them dinos, and I've seen some of the people walk through this town on, what do you call them, ankylosaurs? I kind of mentioned something that calls itself the king of those things. In more local news, several wayward souls ventured into the inappropriately named Silent Forest. The screaming started almost immediately with a wyvern attack on a young man. He'd apparently gotten separated from his father when they wandered too close to a castle full of vampires. Apparently, they've never been burned by good decisions. The party escorted the young man back to town, then set off in search of his father. The castle was located quickly and dealt with in the same manner. Unrelated, but if anyone is looking for real estate in a quiet area, I've got a good deal for you. <laughs> I wouldn't take a house there if you paid me for it. Anyway, next one we have here is, oh, a short one. About road building and killing children. I, I mean, chickens. You know what, never mind. I'm not reading this. Blix, next. Oh, I Someone got has to vet these. <laughs> this one's got more meat on it. 46 people left town and only 7 returned in what might be the worst massacre in the history of road building. In a land full of barbarians and large reptiles, they decided to summon a werewolf amidst their numbers and then put themselves to sleep. While they were dealing with the threats and the errant magic, the werewolf was busy eating the road workers. We managed to interview one of the few survivors who commented on the overall strategy by saying, If we don't know what we're doing, the enemy certainly can't anticipate our future actions. Well, oh my goodness. The big eyes, only into space between them. This one is not much better, Blixie dear. This one is also too short. Looks like their desire for the road again was squashed by a desire for food from a dino and loot from some barbarians. Lesson here is to try not to look too appetizing and never keep more than 20 silver on yourself for emergencies. Looks like it's true, you can't take it with you. Alright, well, we got reports are coming in of a mission of Fey Origins. It appears that a group is bent on reenacting old stories. They each fill a very specific role as if in a play. These live-action role players, as we'll call them, followed a white rabbit into a maze. At the center was a tree and a dog. They killed both and returned to town boasting loudly of their accomplishments. Details say that they're hoping to recruit other, more skillful actors for their next gig. The group only asks that you be totally okay with playing the role of, quote, taking one for the team. They killed a puppy? Wow. Apparently it was a big dog. I like to see what they really think is big. I had a neighbor who had one of them mastiffs. That was a big dog. Moving on, though, sweetie. You seem to be getting all the juicy ones this week, Blixie dear. This log I picked up is from Zagal. He and a bunch of others decided to build the Briarwall Pass Extension Road. You know, the one they've been working on north here? As they built the road, though, they were attacked by slivers and saved some people from the Moonbook Alliance and the Monastery of the Russian Stream. Oh, good going, heroes. They then fought some more nasties and then went home. No more this time? Hmm, maybe it's keep your friends close and your enemies dead? Is that a thing? Blixie, is that a thing? I don't know. The best enemies just don't stay dead. Uh, last but not least, in your feel-good story of the evening, 
A ragtag band of adventurers found a lost goat and proceeded to locate the owner, who happened to be a very nice hill giant. The following day, they murdered a whole band of hobgoblins who were down on their luck. This should prove to you that no matter how bad things seem, they could always be worse. Uh, that can only be the truth. That's all the time we have for the program. We'll be back in 14 moons for more delicious logs. I've been Blix the Log Goblin. And I'm Liliana, his own friend. Wishing all of you a good night and safe adventuring from the Sleeper Island News Team. Now go away. Write me more logs. Go. You better hurry, honey.